everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Steel Clay Podcast, where we are two vessels of clay working out the heavyweights of life. We want to thank you for joining us this evening. We hope you enjoy the conversation. We are here. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Today was funny. So I'm I'm really good today. I'm really good. How are you? I am worn out. I am putting together some online classes, and it is not for the faint of heart. Mm. Who are you putting together some classes for? Married peoples. Mm-hmm. You better do it. Do it now. Uh, any any aspects of teaching is not for the faint of heart. So I don't know why people just leave their profession. And think they can just come and teach. I don't know either. My hat's off to me. Girl. My hat's off to me. <laughs> <laughs> my hat's off to me. I had to. Today is. I mean today. This week is spirit week. Mm. So Monday was. What was Monday? Shoot. What was I dressed up as Monday. I can't remember Monday. That's bad. Yesterday was twin day. And I was like, listen, if you want to be twins with me, just wear all black. So I had a few a few of the students wore all black. Today was character day. So, you know, I went for a throwback character. I didn't even know I liked this character as much as I did till I realized I used to watch the reruns like all the time, like I do with the Cosby show. Mm-hmm. I dream a genie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but my my headpiece situation rap wasn't working with a pimp so um I ended up taking it off when I, I came to school they saw me in it so I ended up taking it off because it wasn't working with me and then tomorrow is swap day hmm. so teachers are being students and students are being teachers tomorrow so they have to dress up and I had two of the young ladies uh, come up to me and they was like um excuse me can we um can we dress up like you tomorrow I say please do I'm honored I am so honored because everybody else is uh, like the girly girls. They they leaning more towards the younger teachers and staff because they dress more like them, but professional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know me, been in the game too long, and you know ministry and always doing stuff. I never, you know, I keep my feet covered in a business setting. Uh, today I had my feet out because you know I dream a genie with the sandals or whatever. But for the most part, you know, I keep my feet covered and I dress if I can, as if I'm going to to a boardroom or just a classroom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and one of the girls say you have style it's simple it's like oh my god I wouldn't have thought to put those two together it's com- it looks comfortable but she says but it's re- we don't have to put much thought into it I said girl that's half my that's my wardrobe right there mm-hmm. but besides the dress up stuff that we have to you know when we go uh, you know those really debutante functional you know sure. we have to really be in dress up that's half my wardrobe right there. That's what we do. We got to be comfortable, yet stylish. Mm-hmm. And simple enough for me if I just wake up and feel like I don't feel like ironing or, or put much thought in my outfit. So, but, you know, but I'm glad I had, that was a compliment. And so one of the girls, I dressed like me. I said, ma'am, my butt too big to be sagging because you think you're a boy. I'm not doing oh, that. Oh, did you say that? Like that? I, I did. Mm-hmm. I did. I knew kid, but I had to ask. The kids say you just you just don't care what come out your mouth. I was like, at this particular point, y'all cuss better than anybody that I know. Oh, so whatever come out of my mouth should not offend you. But we got an awesome topic today because I read an article and I want to get into it. So go ahead and pray. Okay. Well, Father, we just give you glory, honor, and praise on today. God, we thank you, God, for all the things that you have done, all that you're going to do, God, the ways that you are yet making, the doors that you are yet opening, Father. God, we just want to ask you to meet us in this space and place on today. Touch our hearts and minds, God, that the words that we speak on today, God, will be from you, God, and none of us, Father. Hide us, Father, behind the cross, God, that they may hear God, that may touch their hearts and minds, God, something that may cause ripples in their lives, God, something that may ask them what they do to that what they may do to be saved, God, anything that will affect them and bring change into their lives. God, we thank you for touching our nation, God. We thank you for continuing, God, to be mindful of the way that you 
are, God. We ask that you continue to bless and keep us, God. Watch over our family, God. Thank you every person listening to this broadcast today. God, whatever and in the need of God, we ask that your will be done in their lives, God, and we'll give you all praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so the scripture base for this whole conversation, the one that we're going to go back to, we're going to go back to and, you know, um, stem from and branch off from is know them that labor amongst you. Now, for those of you script Bible people who know exactly what scripture that is, you know, God bless you. (laughs) I'm about to (laughs) tell them right now. Give me just a second. Because I have... I have a Ritz cracker in my hand so I won't pass out because <laughs> I need to eat something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have a Bible but I had a Ritz cracker in my hand and the Lord blessed the cracker. You know, I'm turning a little communion because I got a little uh, Lipton brisk tea here. Have oh. a little communion. Well, amen. <laughs> so, we, so we won't have low blood sugar and be passing out okay. on the broadcast. Well, we in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 12. And there it is. Excuse my cracker in my mouth. You're all right. So, you know how you go somewhere and you feel like something's off. Mm-hmm. There's a change in the atmosphere and wow, something happened. Mm-hmm. And you can feel like, and then, okay, say like if it's church and you go and you like something something it's not it, it's not bad but it's not good it's just like you feel a shift you feel like something had something has happened so was said or done and then people start praying and certain key words start kept re- being repeated and then you like oh now 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 I know something done happened mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and most times you can go ahead and go in the spirit and pray like god what happened but in today's age you can Google it. Right. You can Google it. Especially if your pastor or if the person is of some type of influence on social media or in the church and have have a great bit of following. You can pretty much Google what's going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just like the pastor with the Hill song uh, that was removed. Right. You, you started when when you start seeing less and less of them and more of guest pastors and guest people, you start to wonder, okay, is something did, did something happen to pastor? And then all of a sudden you get Mr. Brian, Pastor Brian from Australia from the Head Hill Song Church, say, listen, do the numerous infractions and redirections and you know such and such. This person is stepping down. Um, we'll install a new pastor later on. We don't plan on going into the specifics. You know, we just wish them. Well. I love, by the way, I loved his letter. Mm-hmm. It didn't degrade them, and it and it and it spoke of many times they have counseled them and urged them to you know change the things that whatever was broken, whatever was you know to 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 reach to you know get help before they removed them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, in this in this cancel culture that we live in, you get canceled. <laughs> Girl, I'm so aggravated. Okay, because I know this is way, 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 way off topic, but they're calling for um, the boy, the Justin Timberlake boy, to go through this whole thing with Britney Spears, and they are completely canceling everything that happened in his career based off of the way that he acted about 15, 20 years ago in his relationship with Britney Spears. And when he was a tween, yes, didn't know no better, didn't, didn't make living out his teenage people. years in the limelight, not knowing any better. Mm-hmm. And and you know, the, all of them Disney stars, they went through some stuff, yes, some did. very traumatic stuff. So, if the people really knew, maybe he did. Him and her already had that conversation, but because they don't know about mm-hmm. it, you know, they want to counsel him and you know, whoop whoop. So I love the way Pastor Brian went about his went about what he did and he didn't expose them to the masses to be, you know, negatively, you know, canceled and all of that. But he, and he did say that, you know, we were praying for them. We we're praying that, you know, God speed or whatever. 
not saying that is the perfect way to do it, but that is a good modeling of how church should be done. So when I entered into this space, I immediately felt something was off. Okay. Entered into this space. I immediately felt something was off. Like, okay, so I'm off, you know, my, uh, one of my, um, uh, she's becoming a good friend now, uh, over the more time we spend together. She called it my spidey senses. (laughs) So my spidey senses was like tingling. So I'm trying to brush it off or whatever, not really brushing it off, but I'm like, I'm to the point now in my ministry, whatever it is, it'll fall off the shelf and hit me and I'll know it, you Mm know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I'm going to buy it, but I can feel the difference. And then, uh, the prayer went forth and, different things was going forth and I'm like wait a minute you're making it obvious that something happened Mm -hmm. so at first I was like you know they'll address it if they feel like it or whatever but something just kept saying go look google it so I stopped what I was doing and I went and googled Google the person Mm -hmm. and the first thing I found was is this person a false teacher uh oh and then, of course i looked at the date because being an english teacher when you go and research something they'll tell you uh any type of research they'll tell you do not go past five years Correct. so if you're going back and you want to do you know going to college you do any research papers or anything the professor will tell you if it be on five years it's not that it's not creditable it's not new and relevant it's not uh, I think relevant is the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so therefore it includes data from at least five years of you being around instead of you going and pulling something that Einstein did years ago that probably does not apply now because it's been investigated again and again and again and new discoveries has been made. Yes. So you don't go back. So I looked at the date. <clears throat> I looked at the date of the article and it was 2020. Mm-hmm the year 2020 so I said okay this is this is real this is new um where is where is something 2021 or like is something being said or is this same is is this new article being circulated as if it's, it's pressing right. as if it's pressing and so in the article supposedly this gov this body of people you can write into this body of people and say we want you to investigate Shonda Kurt Ministries to see whether she's a false prophet or not or a false teacher or is misleading the people. We want you to investigate. And so it started bothering me because if you go down the resume of the particular person in their ministry, Mm -hmm. You cannot, you cannot, you don't have anything negative to say about the outreach. The outreach. The outreach in the community, the outreach in other churches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just be real about that, the outreach in other churches. Because if we were to sit back and, and judge ministries, mega ministries, want to be mega ministries that got a little bit of following on social media if we want to judge them by the outreach i can write off quite a few that everybody love know and love because their outreach does not extend to their immediate community it goes beyond that so they can get the more recognition and then i know some silent mega pastors that you don't hear too much about their outreach but if you go to their but you go to their ministry or you go to you you have to catch them you like you have to catch you have to catch it like is you know to see they're building homes for homeless people building shelters for unwed mothers or teenage mothers who's getting thrown out of their house you know because i i never understood a parent throwing a child away because they got pregnant we we're not gonna talk about it that's another session um so I can write off a few people mm-hmm. off what I know. And I'm not talking about, oh, what somebody told me. I'm talking about doing the investigation myself and looking at the evidence myself and then praying about it and rightly judging 
or God, you know, rightly judging, depending on the based on the word. So I'm looking at these people. I'm like, first of all, why we don't know those that labor among us? Mm-hmm. Why do we have to go to an investigative body to find out whether this person is a false teacher or prophet? Why can't their good works until the Lord speaks for them. And I'm not talking about personally, like, oh, when I, my, my rent was, you know, was uh, late, you know, Pastor Shonda, you know, paid my rent. That You know right. what I'm saying? I'm talking about the body of the church itself. You, you, because when you look at the church, you should not just be looking at the pastor. Indeed. You should be looking at the body of work that that church is producing, even though the pastor is the leader and the the forerunner and the person that stands in representation for that church. You everything like I don't know if I'm trying to I'm getting my point across like I, I, I think I am getting it across like what is the what is it with people going to people to find out if another person is fake or real? Mm-hmm just the bottom line of it well I, I don't know a lot of times i like to put that under the category of being messy and mm-hmm. the reason why i say that is because generally what will happen is the people who are out to say well let's investigate this person already have firsthand knowledge of some misdeeds and what they want mm-hmm. for that information to be brought to light in a way that's going to otherwise embarrass or hurt the person who's carrying this deeds. And I find that messy because the Bible says go to your brother by himself first. Mm-hmm. If you have an art with him, go talk to him. The Bible also says in another reference that if you know that your brother has an art with you, you need to go talk to him before you sacrifice anything on God's altar. Mm-hmm. So what I, I said all that to say, number one, we're not reading our Bible. By reading our Bibles, we are judging mankind based off of um, regular societal measures instead of the believing body that we're supposed to be. You're going in and out. I said instead of the regular believing body that we're supposed to be, they're judging people by societal standards. And we all know societal standards change based off of who's in power in that society. Right, because as I was praying about this, <clears throat> because as I was praying about this, I thought about the literary mm-hmm. circle. Being an English teacher, taking that class, English history in, in that class, back in early, whenever literature start being printed and people can read mm-hmm. books, scrolls, um. The literature circle, the literary circle was comprised of wealthy mm-hmm. people, the wealthiest people in the community. They are the ones that decided which mm-hmm. books, novels, poems, plays were a must read or a classic or, you know, spot on or whatever you want, whatever category at the top. They were the ones who decide whether you, you should read Pastor Shonda writing over my writings. Right. And it was all based on who they friends right. were. <laughs> if you go back to it, you realize, oh, you picked such and such because none of them liked Shakespeare. They couldn't stand yeah. Shakespeare. Because they figured that his writings were common. His writings was common and then they also figured like he bit off other yeah. writers. He he stole from other writers, and and most importantly, he wrote about their lives, and they didn't like it. But he changed names. He was like the first one to start changing names using uh, uh you know false names for real mm. accounts. So it was mostly their rich friends, and then if they didn't like you, I don't care how good your writing is today. Back then, you were considered yeah. trash because it because they had an issue with you, and one of them had an issue with you. All of them had an issue with you. And so your writings wouldn't get voted into whatever this, whatever the hierarchy is that makes literature uh, the must yeah. read. So I thought about that in terms of the church, because in this article, 
it talks about this particular pastor's affiliation when he grew up and what he grew up in and now what he's teaching and how he strayed away from those teaching is not strictly rooted in what he was brought up in as a child. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, another scripture I came to mind when, when they say when that I'm part sure. came up. I was a child. When I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in here. I yes. spake as a child. I did as a child. But when I was became I a man, I put away childish yes. things. So you're trying to hold him to a standard of which he out has outgrown. Mm -hmm. And so now with this standard that you he's outgrown because he's coming to the fullness of his knowledge of the Lord for himself and, and what God is calling him to do for himself and for his, his ministry. You want to say that that's false mm -hmm. teaching? I, I'm just trying to figure out wh where did the false, how is it false if it's coming from the Bible and it's not straying from because the word? In, in their mind, it violates specific doctrinal principles. Doctrinal principles are man-made principles, but because it violates doctrinal principles that they adhere to and believe in, then people will begin to call you a false teacher. I, I I don't know what that's about. That think like me or else mentality in in the body of believers. I don't know where that comes from. That is certainly not of God. The world, the yeah. world. Because I was just about I was about to say, isn't that not like like for real? Are are you kidding me? We don't have the we will we don't have the wherewithal to go into the scriptures and to rightly divide the word by ourselves. I know the Bible says. You know, how can they hear and how can you, you know, without a preacher? Um, but can we be real honest? Please do. That was then when the Bible was only available to the mm -hmm. priest. Let, now, let's, let's do, you know, textualization here. If you remember, the priests were the only ones that re they read That's to right. the people. You can get the Bible app on every electronic device you own in mm -hmm. your house. You can get it on your smart TV. I'm not saying that you still you don't need a pastor. I'm not saying that. But let's remember in the, in the context in which this was written. It was written at a time period where people didn't have access to the Bible uh, as we have access to it mm -hmm. today. And they, not only okay, that, but they did they weren't they didn't read. Like, like everybody was they, not taught to read. Only people who had jobs or careers that wanted to take them into spaces where they needed to read were taught how to read. That was one of the issues that Joseph had with his brothers. Uh, Joseph, the, the one with many colors, uh, Jacob's son. That was mm -hmm. one of the issues that he had with his brothers is that he was learning things for where he was going. And it was different than what his brothers were learning. His brothers were learning how to be shepherds. Come on in here. And he was learning how to rule a land. Come on in here. You better make that connection. <laughs> that is a girl. See, I love it when the good plan <laughs> comes together. <laughs> Oof. Wow. See, because I didn't even go that way. I, I didn't even think Joseph. I was just, you know, I think it like as I was reading the article and, and was trying to find a situation in the Bible, I really couldn't. I really couldn't, but I knew that I knew we needed to talk about this because people need to know that the crowd will mess mm -hmm. you up. Oh, oh yeah. Lord. Is that the sub yes, is that the sub I love it. The crowd will yep. mess you up. Look at the woman with the issue yes. of blood. Had she listened to the crowd, she wouldn't have never touched the hymn. Even his if garment. she would have listened to the disciples. This this is the thing. This is the thing that I try to get people to understand is that just because you are a follower of Christ does not mean that you all the time are understanding of what God's move is doing. So the woman with the issue mm. of blood is crawling to get to her healing. And when she touches the hem of his garment, the disciples want to send her away. And Christ is like, no, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. No, no, something is going on here. I felt something. So let me let me address what it is that I'm feeling. And it was many times that the disciples did not understand what was going on. 
Jesus used to go up to the mount to pray every morning. He used to meet with the Father. He would come down from the mount. This one particular day that he comes down from the mount, I think it's like Matthew chapter 8 or something like that. He comes down from the mount. Mm -hmm. And what greets him at the bottom of the mount is the man with the boy with the demon possession. Now, the, the apostles had been praying and praying and praying and calling demon out, calling demon out. You know, like like the mothers used to make you do on the altar. Just calling out, calling out, calling out. <laughs> Did not one thing happen. So instead of making a boy pretend to speak in tongues by saying Jesus' name 32 times, what Jesus does is he turns around. And slobbing it in the mouth. But go ahead. He turns around and he looks at the apostles and he basically tells them, really, I have to do this for you? really you still don't understand yet you've been walking with me all this time and you still are not yet ready and then he turns around to the boy that's demon possessed and speaks to the father and asks the father about his belief and then it is that jesus begins to participate in his healing but the disciples were looking at him like well why couldn't we do that well what's wrong with us why couldn't we why were we not able because they weren't prepared to go where it was that Christ was taking them. They were too much like the crowd in their unbelief. Now, your yo, yo, uh, connections are spot well, on to them, sis. Fine. I be praying you know, a little bit. So, <clears throat> so, with, so with the crowd, and because, and you said something very, very important, I need to repeat mm-hmm. what you said. Because they could not handle or handle the power or go where he's mm-hmm. he's going they were not able to reconcile within themselves you know i gotta put it in my own words they were not able to reconcile in themselves uh why they couldn't do mm-hmm. what he did let's pause right there because people in this dispensation of time when they can't go where you go or do what you can do they find something to make sure that you can't do it yes. either or you can't go either. Okay, let me repeat that for the people in the corner. Maybe for the people that's driving in their cars and listening to this. When you get around some people and you start moving forward in God and do what God telling you to do, if they can't go and if they can't do and if they can't be mm-hmm. recipients mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> recipients of where you're going and what you're doing they will try to stop you any way shape or form and that's what I, were, I was getting from this particular mm-hmm. article like whoever this hater is whoever this person who lives among mm-hmm. the dead because I, I wrote a paper that says haters it, I connected haters with dead bodies and dead parts it, girl, you do because you did not send that to me and I need that read that's girl I gotta go find it but they they hang among dead things when you when you say I got a hater you you, you basically saying you got a person that hangs among dead things and they want you to come mm. be dead with them mm. because because birds mm-hmm. of a fle- feather mm-hmm. flock together and so those type of people they want to make sure if I can't make it out the city. Mm-hmm. You can't either. If I, if, if, just like the mm-hmm. story of the goldfish, I don't know if you, that was, you remember this, this, but the lady was telling the story about the goldfish and it was beautiful goldfish. I mean, huge fish in this, her tank was in the, in the wall, in her walls. And it ran from wall to wall. And it was this big old pretty fish. And it changed. And like when it passed by you, it changed colors. And we were like, okay, what is that fish? That's a goldfish. No, 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 no. That's not a goldfish. I mean, you're talking about the fish you buy at the, uh, the fair in a little bowl. She was like, yes, that's a goldfish. How is that a goldfish? They usually die. She said, yeah, mm. they commit suicide. Wait a minute. Tell me the story. I need to know because you know, know me. I got to tell this story again. So she says, when you buy the goldfish at the fish at the fish shop or you get it from the fair, most people put the goldfish in a little round bowl. The goldfish is not made to be put in that environment. They, are, they need to be put in a bigger environment. So when the goldfish circle that bowls a few times and realize, oh, this is all I have, the goldfish quit eating, gives up, and complete oh, wow. and commit suicide. 
But if you take that goldfish out that small bowl and put it in the tank like she had, which was in her wall, and it ran from wall to wall, and it, it went almost to the ceiling, and it was like it stopped mm, maybe about three feet off the floor. And I'm like, how do you put food in there? And it's just, she had like a little compartment, whatever she put food in there for the fish. The goldfish realized it. It has, and then she put like little houses. Sure. You know how they do dress up the goldfish, um, because it was in her shop, and that was like the biggest. That was like the eye. What what y'all decorating people I, call it? The oh, okay. the focal point right. of the room. The focal point of the room, and she said, once you put a goldfish in a bigger environment where they have more opportunities and more things to do, the goldfish will wow. flourish. Mm-hmm. So you know me, got a word. <laughs> People commit suicide. They might not kill themselves mm. physically, but they they kill the dreams are dead, their hopes are dead, their faith are, is dead, and they feel like they because everything is around them that's dead. Once again, haters living among dead things. They want you to have that same mentality, and so if you're the first one in your generation to go off to college. They're going to do everything in their power to stop you from going. If you're the first one in your generation to be an entrepreneur and struck it on your own business, they're going to st- do whatever's in their power to stop you. Or you think you better. Or if you get somebody and you about to get married or you just going to break up the family like that, breaking up the family. You remember that scene in, the, in um, Jumping the Broom with a cousin every time he would try to go after his woman? Oh, there you go. Running after her now. Well, you know, and he was he yes, finally punched him at the end. That's how these people will do. They will make, they will do whatever they can to stop you from expanding and growing and reaching your full potential because they have given up and committed emotional suicide, mm. spiritual suicide, uh, career suicide, wow. potential suicide. They have given up on life and just feel like there's no hope for them. And so they're st- stuck in that environment. So you know, the crazy part too. about what you're talking about is that I see this in counseling all the time. I can't tell you how many clients I have coming to me and talking to me about anxiety and depression issues because of their families um, being haters, right? And trying to convince them mm-hmm. that they don't need to strive or chase after anything themselves. Completely will completely beat them down until all they can do is do whatever it is that the family, quote unquote, wants them to do. It's called it's it's, it's really a form of gaslighting. It really is. Well, my counselor put it like this. She had to explain it to me like this. Just like a functional family uh loves to be around each other she said a dysfunctional family does in a in a mm-hmm. in a backward sort of kind of way and i was like what do you mean she was like just like the functional family love each other support each other and want to be around each other they end up they'll go the way to college but they'll return home and she said you'll see all of them living on the same street around the corner within miles of each other they always get together always at each other's house having dinner she said a dysfunctional mm-hmm. family does the same thing she said, but it's just in reverse the, the, because you're compelled because if you don't go, if you don't be messy and if you don't do this, you will be the target of the next conversation or the next thing that family's going to zoom hyper focus on you so that you, you know, yeah. you think you're better than everybody. You think and they will they will gang up on you to make you feel like, OK, I got to do what they're doing so I don't be the focus of whatever gossip but knowing full well soon as you get at that dinner table as soon as you get at that function it's going to be a fight it's going to be an argument it's going to be something because a dysfunctional family does not know how to show love to each other and the way that they show love to each other is in a form of malicious you know slanderous uh, Mm -hmm. acts Mm -hmm. and deeds because they want to make sure you don't outgrow this family dysfunction. And the moment you do go outside of this family dysfunction, you are now what people, this is why people become the black sheep. You never see a black sheep in a functional family. Never. But in a dysfunctional family, I don't care if the family seems perfect. It's some dysfunction there if there's a black sheep in that family. So it operates the same. It's just reversed. It's just reversed. But again, the moment, the moment you try to step out and you be the first to do something, now you think you're better than everybody. I switch it on them. I said, no, you think that. I'm just doing what I need to do for me. 
and move okay. on. Mary had a little mm-hmm. lamb. Okay. <laughs> so that also goes into my other thing. Remember, the root of all of this is yeah. know them that labor amongst you. So Shonda and I, I have been rocking Ooh. close to 20 years. Oh my we probably, we probably over 20 now. You know, we don't we we don't lost count because this boy is eighteen. Her kids is no. little mama 21, 22, 23. Oh yeah, so it's got to be well yes. either over or pushing oh twenty God. years. So being around some person, somebody that long, you tend to know that person's character. You know, no, nah, she's not gonna do that. She's not gonna like that. You know, oh no, nah, I ain't gonna even ask her to do that because, or you know, oh she's gonna love this. Let's do this, or you know, she might like this. Let's do this. One of the young little girls was like, "I'm getting all my teacher stuff for Valentine's Day to say, what do you like?" And I was like, she said, "I was like, uh, you know, we really can't accept gifts from the kids, but you know." So she was like, "Well, I'll get you some candy." What I said, peanut M and M's. And then she said, well, I want to get you something else. How about flowers? I said, nah, I'm good on flowers. And she's like, why? I said, if you give them to me, they're going to die. And so she was like, wait a minute. And then she said, well, I'll give you a fake. When I said, now your love is fake. And so she was like, I'm confused. I said, okay, I'll just put it to you plain and simple. I don't like flowers. I said, because if you pluck the real ones and give it to me, that means you love me, but it's going to die one day. And if you give me a fake one, you tell me your love is fake. So don't give me no flowers at all. And so one of the other students was like, oh my God, I thought it was only me. (laughs) So she was like, oh my God, well, can you just give me another candy? Mr. Good Bar. Just give me a, you know, give me now, a Mr. Good Bar or whatever. I didn't know about you. So, I love Mr. Good Bar. What? Girl, please. I will miss the girl. I buy them by the end. Walmart, they have a little pack. But I did not know about your Mr. Good Bar. Oh, yeah. If I can't get to a peanut M&M, yeah, Mr. Good Bar, he right there. So right there. But see, I have to to hide them from your friend because, you know, she be coming in my room looking for some good bars. So, we know each other. So, if somebody comes up to her and be like, yo, I seen your girl. She was doing X, Y, Z. My friend don't do that. She know me, right? And if I did do it, Uh, guess who I'm calling first? (laughs) So you ain't got to go tell her. <laughs> but here's what the point I'm trying to get at. If you rocking with a person for that long and you sit at their dinner table, you watch their kids, y'all boo-hoo together and all of that, and somebody comes and tell you, yo, your girl or your boy did X, Y, Z, that's not the time for you to be like regurgitating or spilling the secrets. Or you know, buy into it. Because now you walk it into that, to what I feel like that you don't know me as well as you thought you did. Because if somebody from the outside can come tell you something, then you just, that just unlocks the door for you to be like, yeah, I believe she did it because she has known to be doing this. Mm-hmm. So you really were my friend. Or you really didn't know me because if you knew me and you knew the type of person that I was, your response would be just like, she said, you lying. She wouldn't do that. And if she did, I'd be the first one she called. You know, it's interesting. I got a phone call. It's not even even a phone call. It was a text message. You remember last year when I was like so-and-so texting me? And they asking me these questions. Uh, now, what you want me to do? You want me to cuss them out or you want me to give them, give them your contact? Because I don't have no problem telling them where to go i wasn't really going to cuss at the individual but i definitely would have given them i definitely would have given them some food for thought. it would have been a strongly yes, worded some food for text thought. message so uh you what was my tell, reply tell them, they, tell them they can contact me if they want to and i said okay cool all right or and and there was two of them and the other one was like why is she trying to get information about me i said i don't know i already told her don't worry about it so it's not even an issue i just wanted to let you know they were trying to contact me about you mm-hmm. oh yeah that when i was like Mm-mm, i'm good <laughs> the other one i was like yeah give them the number i can let them know because the thing about it is even though my girl can fight my battles i can fight them for myself mm-hmm. i hate that though but see that's the that's the you gotta know them that labor among you because see the thing about it is that particular both of them one of them right really none of us really talked 
it was a, you know, you know how you bless somebody or you be there for like mm-hmm. a quick minute in their lives and then you move on because that's not a person that you would regularly hang out with. That's not somebody that in your downtime, you'd be like, mm, let me call her. Mm-hmm. No, not doing it. I was there. We, we, we did what God did what he did. We move on. Some people get attached to the blessing and not the person. Well. And so what happened was when I got the phone call or the text message, you were looking for the blessing that was attached to me. You weren't necessarily looking for me. But that season was over and I was glad to let you know. No seat here. Seat's taken. Okay? On my floor is gone. Can't sit here. Seat's taken. Again, you didn't know those that labor among you didn't discern the person in which you were because again you saw the hand you didn't see the whole body and most yep. people will see you as just the hand I was just telling my mama this I said listen it's probably why I don't have a million dollars just lying around sitting in the bank collecting dust because I would literally help everybody I'm not that type of person where you call me and you be like yo hey need $20 for gas or whatever. And then I go say, girl, Shawnee, guess who asked me for $20? Like I, that's just not me. That's not ministry. Nope, that's not, not how you all. pull people into Christ. So if I, you know, sometimes I, I've had in the recent years have to rein in my benevolence fund and I had to put a cap on it because people will tend to continue to draw from that well because they know that mm-hmm. well is well stocked. That's true. Okay. So I was telling my mom, just coming back from the store, I was like, so when you get those phone calls and they're crying, they, you know, they boo-hoo and, you know, oh, and they are people who normally don't call you and normally don't ask for nothing. And, you know, and usually when they do call you, it is to check on you. It is to be there for you. You tend to want to mm-hmm, reciprocate mm-hmm. that in helping them. But then you really can't. And then. But you still try to make a way. You don't tell them right off. You tell them, let me get a, give me a minute. Let me see if I can work something out. But then at the same time, you praying. You're like, well, Lord, you know, I got this coming up. And, you know, I, you know, I can move some things around. Well, in this particular situation, it worked out. I was just getting ready. The Texas person was telling them, you know, at this particular, you gonna have to wait. Or, you know, do we, can we get a, how long do we have to do this? And they called me in the middle of me texting them. It was like, oh, I saw I was just texting you. They was like, oh, I was thinking about you too. I um, was calling you back and let you know I'm good. But I'm glad that I was able to call you and you would say, you told me, you know, let me see what I can do. And they told their significant other, if I know anybody who can help, she can and she will do it without mm-hmm, mm-hmm. broadcasting it. Because at the end of the day, and I'm going to get on my soapbox here. We, we are not called to That's just right. serve save people or people who follow Christ. We are, we are called to compel men to come to Christ. So if you own a bakery shop and you got a gay, lesbian, homosexual couple come in, they want you to bake for their wedding. Pray over the baby, whole bake thing, the, cake. Should, the, whole, the whole wedding to be saved Part by the time all- you get <laughs> If your relationship with God is as strong as you say it is to the point where you, I don't serve gay people, baby, let me tell you something. Prayers is a mighty weapon. It's a mighty weapon in the hand of believers. Ooh. Okay, don't you do it. You'll start start a little shout wave, okay? (laughs) You know what? You can shout. Now, I might not (laughs) run like you do, but just show a shout now. (laughs) Oh, girl. Make the cake. If you, if a homeless person is looking for, not, not, I ain't gonna use a homeless person because people, because I feel like homeless people are the, are the, uh, what's they call the photo op for Christians. Give me a break. look at me. I'm feeding the homeless. Give me a break. Took my kids out to feed the homeless. Nigga, you supposed to do that. Give me a break. What you do when the photos ain't there? When the camera's not rolling, what are you doing? Are you doing this on a consistent basis? No, you're not. But if whatever whatever a person does and whatever a person is doing that is not in your in your eyesight lining up with the word of God, that's not for you to judge. Baby, God gave you a service to serve men. He didn't say which men serve. And I'm not saying this because he got on me about it. <laughs> but I'm saying it because it's true. 
It is so it is. true. It really is. And so we we're we're in the day and age of cancel culture. We're also in the day and age of um allowing the thing that we do uh to become national news when it ain't really. Like it's not really nobody's business that you out there feeding the homeless. That that why are you why are you putting that on Facebook? What are you doing with that? How is that? How how are you helping the people that you claim to help with that? Like what what is your motivation and your purpose for doing that? And so what I've realized is that people want their 15 seconds of fame. And they don't care. They don't care who they have to exploit to get it. I have I have a hard time with what to post and what not to post. I'm definitely not posting my foolishness. Okay, that's not ridiculous have to me. I don't understand. And we have Why would you several... put so crime out there for everybody to see on their social media page? You big <laughs> dummy. I don't understand. Ma'am, I don't have no crimes. I'm, but I understand what you're saying. I'm sorry, I just had to go off on that thing because it bothers me. It bothers me about our children. I know. That they're yeah. so, I don't want to say dumb. I'll use the word naive. They're so naive. Attention yeah, stars. So naive. Attention stars. What it is that, that life is all about, that they'll post whatever it is that they could post for attention's sake, no matter if it's dangerous exploits, no matter if it's criminal activities, no matter if it's things that they definitely would not want their grandparents to see, like they, they don't care what they put on social media as long as other people are bringing attention to it, even if it's negative attention. And that, to me... Well, in, in education, we have many trainings that that tells us a child doesn't care what attention you give them. They just they just want the attention. So if it's neg- if they're being known for something negative, kids, that's what they're gonna do every day in your class. <laughs> it, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, whatever, because you know those idiot kids grow up to be idiot adults as well. Uh, <laughs> and I understand totally what you're saying. Like you commit, you brought the bank at six, you arrested by six thirty because you're done behind right. posting stuff on social media at six fifteen. With all the money spread out on the heater on your arms, I mean, throwing it, making it rain on your little girl, bags and dime bags, and her little... quarter bags, and eight balls, yeah. and everything all around. Just, like, just, just made my pickup from the man, like really. And then when like, they <laughs> just hit a lick, we know what a lick is. You just rob somebody, and then you go there, you found the gun and some more guns that is illegally registered uh, to somebody else and serial number filed off, like all of that. But what I'm, what I mean is, you and I and some more people that I know, we we will go to a party or whatever and forget that we freaking have a phone, let alone take pictures. Or we take pictures before we know the makeup finna get messed up and the shoes finna come off because we're about to have we're about to be lit. Like that's what I mean by I'm not documenting my shenanigans because you will never as a professional and then as a you know Christ and as a person in Christ, I know what to filter out there. Not to say I want y'all to believe a fake narrative of my life. No, I know that people cannot handle my relationship with the Lord. Right, my relationship with the Lord. The, the kids was they do so. I'd be singing every song. They'd be like, "Hey, you know that song, especially if it's old school." Now, there's new people. I don't know little Dirk. I don't know little Twerk. I don't know little Phony. And I don't know why everybody, all these grown men, trying to call themselves little. But <laughs> we had karaoke today as an activity. Oh my god! Some of them songs, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm lost. Sorry. I'm really lost. <laughs> so. But you catch me in the nineties R and B, old school seventies music, a uh, little bit of you know. I know I, I my my music taste is very eclectic. I country rock and roll, all of that. But is it all in good taste? I'm not out there. Be gonna. We're not doing all that. And then you'll see a super safe person sitting in the corner, looking like. Won't and they do she it? She say she say. I used to I used to be one of them, so I know. Won't they do it? <laughs> <laughs> because all because all things have their place and I had to tell a body of believers at a whole church like don't come at me because I'm wearing my bathing suit at the beach everything has a purpose I'm not wearing a bathing suit walking in Walmart 
I'm not wearing the bathing suit coming to church. Everything has a purpose. I'm not definitely not jumping in the pool with all my clothes on. I'm going to the beach with all my clothes on. Everything has a purpose. And it's I'm not out there in the thong bikini. I am tastefully I mean, covered I as much as I can. I can't if Luscious has a place to go. That's not my fault. Talk to your father. He made me this way. Right. Right. You top right, heavy he on bottom, bottom looking like a <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So there's she only so on much. The top half of the horse, she bought that. <laughs> oh, that dog on the new thing. <laughs> but listen, when when my cousin and thank you for bringing that up because yeah. you remember we she right. found out we was found on a boat together because I didn't tell course. her. She took a <laughs> so. She took a picture oh, yeah. of us with the coconut the and posted it to her Facebook. <laughs> Soon as I got back and went to church. Now she posed herself with the coconut. She posted mm-hmm. me and you with the coconut. So the deacon say, mm. <laughs> what was in the coconut? I said coconut juice. <laughs> I'm starting to go Lil Wayne on her. Don't ask okay. me what's in my, my cup, cup yeah. because it's my cup. <laughs> so, <laughs> but baby, they hadn't seen a saint like me because when they kept, because they, I guess they put him up to come ask me. All of them wanted to know, but they put him, but he was the bold one, and he, and baby. He took all the bullets. Nah, you go back and give, disperse them as you need to disperse them to whoever you need to disperse them to. But I'm going to shoot mm-hmm. you since you was the bold one to come ask me. It was coconut juice. But again, that's why I don't post certain things because some people cannot handle that. And it's not that, um, girl, you grown, you do what you want to do. And I get that. And that has it placed as well. But the Bible tells us, do not be a stumbling block. So if you don't eat meat, if you eat meat and you invite somebody to your house that don't eat meat, you are not Indeed. supposed to be cooking meat. Or at I'm least have an uh, option says. available for them that doesn't because eat you're, meat. Yes. Yes. For them. Right. But if but if meat offends that person, then don't even bring it in. That's, it's a meatless Monday, baby. It might be Thursday, but it's going to be a meatless Monday. Don't do that person like that. And that's what the Bible talks about because you got to know them that labor among you and you want to be able to draw people to Christ. So that's why you won't see my foolishness document. Now, if you just so happen to be at the party, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you also, you on the same stuff I'm on if you happen to be at the gathering or whatever. Uh, another thing you won't see me do is mm-hmm. come out of character in public. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that happened with my cousin, that was on my property. And that was something I didn't, it was just the heat of the moment, whatever. But if you won't see me in public, and that's why I had to do it with my Facebook, because my sister tell you, I just went off, I had to go off on a couple of people, like, don't be thinking I want your husband. He in my DM. I ain't in his. Now, the Lord ain't through with me mm-hmm, yet. Now. You better stop now, because I will pull up to your address. No, that's not what you said. And it comes, you said we all coming, and then you call me talking about what, what we what we come to do. <laughs> I love her. That's what that's the type of relationship we got. We not finna. We are not finna. If we and you going at the public, she gonna have my back. Then I, we get in the car, she gonna slap too. me and, and say, "Now why you do that?" <laughs> she not go. And she <laughs> she is not gonna rebuke me in public, and I will not rebuke her in public because we know each other. We want and we want to make sure each other grow and grow right. But in the moment, that's, mommy and daddy shouldn't be fighting in public in front of the kids because we need to be on one accord. Now, I'm not saying that the kids don't need to see that's discord. Right. Yeah. They need to see healthy debates, not full-blown all, your mama, oh, I hope we not your mama. Saying that to our not not all of that. that. No, don't say that. Don't talk about the man yeah. mama. Don't do get, that. Get to the mama. <laughs> no, and I'm gonna tell you what the oh, last thing I heard was get your oh, mama to suck your pee next time. I was like, really? Oh my gosh. Really? Oh my gosh. Really, people? That's how I say is this is Baby. this how children of God argue with each other? <laughs> but they do. So, you know, you just gotta so there are certain things that you won't see us do. Like is and then too, we're not really social media like that. But on the other hand, I do want to, you know, celebrate my nieces that come over. I do post them and 
um, you know, laugh with them, different things. And then I have an off sense of humor. Like, I find stuff funny that most people don't find funny. And I think people like, there's not a lot of people that like that. A lot of people get it. Like, a lot of my students who had me, they be on there laughing like, you stupid. <laughs> they get it. But at the same time, and the point I'm trying to make with all of this is, I see no need mm-hmm. to go on somebody else's page Mm-hmm. Uh, go under somebody else's post and tell them what to put on their page and what to put on their post. Because at the end of the day, if you don't want to see it, unfollow. But because we want to be that negative Nancy, we want to be that person that, I don't know, call out the obvious or so you think it's obvious, you go on to other people's posts and do random stupid stuff. So, Roland Martin did this interview with Ice Cube. Remember Ice Cube going off on a tangent about black people, this is black people, that, blah, blah, blah. So, he brought him mm-hmm. on there and the young lady with the Black Lives Matter movement. Ice Cube was too in his feelings to hear what Roland was trying to say. And he basically was saying, you guys are actually saying the same thing. You might want to get with her and talk. And Ice Cube, a lot of the stuff you claim you have written down on this legal pad or whatever you want to do, other people has, it's like, it's, you know you you know there's other civil rights people that's actually been, there are people that's been like fighting for them same issues. You might want to get with them and get with somebody who's been in the struggle for a little minute because this is kind of new area for you. But a lot of people thought that Roland was being down, demeaning towards Ice Cube when actually it was the other way around. Ice Cube felt attacked because Ice Cube, the quote that I've been quoting late, lately is, if you yeah. are an offensive person, everything you hear would be offensive. So he came off wrong. So everything that Roland was saying was coming off wrong to him. It wasn't no shade to the brother. It wasn't nothing. It was just, hey, there's other people already doing that. You might want to get with these people. You've been a rapper your whole life. You've been a, you've been this and you've been that. You have not ventured into the political realm as an activist. You might want to go and you know get with some people that's been doing this because some of those issues and things that you say you want to implement mm-hmm. in the black community, you know, they actually been around for years. They just need you know you will add to the body of people that help get it pushed. So it ended all horribly. So. Roland was going on about somebody else, something totally different, and on because I follow him on Instagram. So he was he was going on about a real issue, and somebody jumped in the comment, a black man, and says, "I can't believe y'all listen to him and follow him after the way he did Ice Cube." And they was like, "What are you talking about?" So he goes on and on about how, again, the way he perceived the interview. He went on and on about how Roland is a sellout to the community and all of that, and so. Baby, I thought mm-hmm. the beehive was crazy about Beyonce. Wow. Roland didn't have to say nothing. His followers tore that man up. But here is the thing. Right. Why are you following somebody that you don't believe in? Or you support? Why would you follow them? They shouldn't have your support. Or you shouldn't be one of his millions of followers. I don't know if he got a million. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, people that right. follow him, if you don't really support his agenda. Because at the end, oh, I know what he was talking about. He was talking about raising money for black media. And the guy was like, I wouldn't give no money to this Uncle Tom and all of that. Because, you know, look how he did Ice Cube. And so... They had to educate him on how white media has backings of major major corporations. That's why they get pushed to the forefront and nobody's invested into black media. So black media has been, you know, relegated to do GoFundMe's and crowdfundings Mm -hmm. to stay to, you know, stay afloat. To stay afloat, because if they don't work for a major, you know, white corporation, black media is not making any money. And so he was he quickly got schooled on that. But like I said, why would you even follow the man that you don't believe in? Why would you follow People this? I would like to be in the midst of mess. I'm telling you, sis, this is this is the this is the generation of messiness. But is 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 it is it just social media bringing it out or 
because is, is it that it's been around for a while and social media just putting a, a spotlight on it or is it because this generation they really, really lacks, lacks the, fundamentals the fundamentals of, of, and so the reason why I say that the, is this of, and you know it to be true too when we was growing up you was taught to mind your business that was the, that was the end of it and it's not that you weren't taught to ignore well we kind of were taught to ignore things but the other thing that we were taught was if it don't apply to you then you don't have to address it there's no need for conversation if you're not interested leave it alone we were taught how to separate and to compartmentalize into things that were priority for us and not and you can tell in the emotional iq of the generation this day and age that number one they have not learned conflict resolution skills they do not know how to get along with people who have differing opinions and uh thoughts and belief systems they do not know how to separate they do not know how to compartmentalize they do not know they don't have a high emotional iq now technology wise and education wise information knowledge book knowledge things like that they are well versed in it it's readily available at their fingertips even a six-year-old could tell you when to google however emotionally relationally socially they are inept. I was about to say, baby, you could take book smart out of there too. If they're not born with them smarts, and I'm trust me, and I work with these children, I tell them, I told the little girl the other day, I say, every time you open your mouth, you show me your genius is being left at home. <laughs> and, I was, and that's what the counselor said. She was like, Miss Clayton. I was like, I that you should have gave her a the, Solomon. That's proverb. the most mildest way I can put it. That's what you should have did. I don't. I don't. It, it would have oh, went over no. her head, oh, under tank. under her seat, all of that. And, and, yeah, yeah. Poor little tank tank. So, but so, <laughs> so you know. And I understand exactly what you're saying, and I and I wholeheartedly agree. They are. They can quick to Google. They quick to you give them a new iPhone, baby. They're gonna figure that thing out within seconds. You you know any new technology anything dealing with tech they are good because they'll sit there and tell me they don't like to read I said but you read a text message and then they'll they'll stop for a minute like okay she got me then like oh but text messages are short I said but you still read them so what you like you're not gonna win this argument you're not about to win this argument and I did this I did to this little boy in front of his father his father sat down he was like you good he was like you real good he said because i didn't even think about that so the father let me go back and forth with the boy but the boy wasn't winning i said at the end of the day you need to refer rephrase what you're saying it's not that you don't like reading you like reading what we give you and he was like yeah i guess i gotta concede the point you ain't gotta concede all they they, i'm telling you i want you open your mouth lack they lack in those skills they do not and and they can't communicate well they cannot communicate their points or their arguments if you ask them a question Mm -mm. they fall apart Mm-mm. I I'm and that is exactly what we're working on. When, um, actually, right now in my intensive middle school reading class, I uh, asked him, "What's the author point of view, and what it, what how does he support that point of view?" Every time they will they will not go. It's just like I don't know. So you have to you have to build that house for them and let them know, hey hey, this is how you build the house. You don't just mm-hmm. throw the stuff up. You actually gotta go down before you can go up. You got to make sure that foundation is uh-oh, straight before you uh-oh, can erect uh-oh. any type of structure that's, that's a word. on that Hold on. ground. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> because people don't people don't get that these days, sis, and they don't want it. But we learned that in the military. We learned that in basic training. The first thing that you do is you have to tear everything down and get to the foundation. Once the foundation is laid and is right, then you can build on top of it. And usually the building is faster after you do the initial breakdown, but that breakdown has got to happen first. And I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you're planting seeds. I don't care if you are building muscles. Either way, the breakdown has to come first. When that seed goes into the ground and it breaks down, that is when the tree can come forth. But it has to break down for everything. It has to be broken down first. That's why you got to till the ground before you. That's why you got to till the ground before you put the seed in there. You got to break up all that stuff and make sure the and make sure that the the soil is prepared to receive the seed. Yes, Lord Jesus, good pastor. (laughs) Jesus, ah. All right, so we hope you all that listening got something out of this to understand that you have to know those that labor among you mm-hmm. and that we as Christians should not be tearing each other down with 
trying to find out whether we are false prophets mm-hmm. or false teachers because at the end of the day our works will speak for us and I'm glad that that p- particular ministry did not even address they didn't even address it because as Ooh, one pastor told us nice. you don't answer to your critics <laughs> you do not answer to your critics because they are critics for a reason they want that 15 seconds of fame they want you to include them they want to be relevant in whatever you got going on but you don't answer to them because just like saints go to church devils go to church as well there are people in your church there are people in your life that are that are supposed to be there because again we go back to the ecosystem one uh podcast that we did a few weeks back go back and listen to it the ecosystem is comprised of living things to help you grow yes in his timing and god will do the separating in the end in his timing so with that father we thank you we praise you we glorify you for this beautiful conversation on today we pray that something was said that somebody you can say you know what i can go just a little bit further with this information or let me go research it a little bit more let me go pray a little bit more let me go get in my word just a little bit more just to understand what it is that i'm supposed to be doing because you didn't call us to be checker of each other although we are here to help each other be accountable but we're not here to check them and to make sure that they are doing what you're calling them to do because we have a mission in the calling in and of ourselves. Even if we're called to stand on the door, usher baby, tell them keep kids to pick the gum out. If you're called to be on the choir, sing sister, brother, sing, but don't be on the choir trying to be the usher. Don't be an usher trying to be on the choir. It's not going to work. God gave you a gift and God gave you a talent. He gave you something to do for the church. You do it and do it well, even if it's just to pray. Because some people forget those lay people that are not even called to do something great, but a call to sit there and pray and support those that are doing the great things in prayer. Because somebody has to cover the pastor. Somebody has to cover the church. Somebody has to cover you while you're doing your great thing. So God, we thank you for all gifts. Because they work together. One can be the hand, one can be the foot, one can be the mouth. But listen, we all work together as a single body, as a single unit to make sure that your word go forth and all those who need to hear should hear it. All those that need you will get you. However that looks. We don't care about doctrine. We don't care about denomination, God. We care about you, Jesus. You crucified go to hell came from hell rose again and sitting on the right hand of the father and i probably said that all crying and crazy but they get my point lord we thank you for that we thank you for your blood that was shed for everybody and we pray that we continue to walk in the ordered footsteps that you ordained for us because the race is not given to the swift or the strong but those that endure to the end and it's in jesus name we give you praise and thanks All right, sis, let them know where they can find us at on those social media platforms. Absolutely. They can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook, all by the same name, Still Clay Podcast. All right, folks, remember, just as we are two vessels of clay still being molded by God, so are you. And until next time, walk in love.